Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. What's going on with you right now? What's happening? What's the news? We, we have a lot to do today, so we only have like a few seconds to talk about it. I literally got nothing, whatever. I know you do. And I also know that our guest does as well. Oh my gosh. We got a special guest today and his name is Leonard Lee. But before we talk about him and get, bring him in, we got to do a couple of housekeeping things. One is yeah. I'm excited to be here and I am about a week away. About time. It's only 109 shows. We finally got excited. Finally got excited. I, I'm about a week away from finishing all my studies in law school. I'm, that's all I'm saying. A week away. You said Saturday. You said Saturday. I know. That's why, but Saturday. I'm giving myself extra days to finish up no, Sundays, no. Sunday, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, Sunday. So we're going to argue about this later, but I want to, I want to, <laughs> I'm not sure why I started laughing at that, but I want to just kind of right share now. right now a little bit about where you can find us. If we're knocked off of Facebook, GJ, where can you find us? End times. That chat. End times. That chat. That chat. That chat. That chat. Now you sound like one of those used car commercials. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> we got you. We got this. We got End Times Not Chat. We got End Times Not Chat. And then we have our amazing sponsors. Whoa. GJ. I love having a healthy body, healthy spirit, healthy mind. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you figure out which one is the one that I need work on. But tell us, what is it? What's going on with Faithfully Fit and Free? I can pick any of them for you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yes, I said it. Well, if you're looking right. to have a healthy body, a healthy spirit, and a healthy mind, go to Faithfully Fit and Free. Products are awesome. Got mine right yeah. there. That's just some of them. <clears throat> anyway, go there and find all these different products. They're amazing. I can tell you they're owned and operated and run by faith-filled people and believers in Jesus. So it's a great place to be a part of. And targetonmyback.com. Targetonmyback.com. Can you say it one more time? Targetonmyback.com. So you can go here. You can actually talk about the look into what the constitution is for us here in the United States and why we believe that as Christians and churches and believers that we have an actual target on our back. So you can actually support, support them by by them supporting us. And this is our logo. It's a bullseye in the middle of a flag. I'm just saying, there you are. <laughs> They're supporting us. Hey. And go, okay, go get your shirt. Oh, by the way, by the way, off topic. Yeah. Uh huh. There's a shirt coming your way. You should receive it today. Ah, oh, yes. I can't wait to get it. Nice. Well, more we also have- going to cost to make it. 
And it cost to make it. You could have, you could have, you could have sent it through the regular mail. Paid like six bucks. I would have paid you back. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank yeah, you so and, much. And, and, and you would have got it next year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have a special guest today. His name is Leonard Lee. He is an author, speaker, disciple maker, trainer, disciple makers, ministry coach. I've known Leonard for oh man seven years or something like that, seven or eight years, and he is he is now living in. I think he's going to correct me if I'm wrong, but somewhere in Nashville, Tennessee. Somewhere on the outskirts around there. And he has an international disciple-making ministry that we wanted to share with us. So let's go ahead and bring on Leonard Lee to the stream. Come on, Leonard. How are you, buddy? Hey, how are you today? Good to see you guys. Good to see you Thank again. You. And by the Dan. way, he has, he has a show, and uh, he invited Dan, and uh, he allowed me to participate. And we had a lot of fun. We did hmm. have a lot of fun. We almost talked about the stuff we were going to. No, yes. yes. Well, hey, today we'll do it. All right. Tell us a little bit about you, Leonard. Just give us a two-minute flyover of you, what you do, and why it's important to get to know you. Okay. Well, I think the most important part of my life outside of Jesus is my wife. I'm married, going on 34 years, two adult kids, and I've been serving in ministry. Uh, I just passed 42 years of wow. ministry. Started with kids, worked with gangs, kids on the street all kinds of things like that, and then uh, planted a couple churches. And then 12 years ago, we launched what's called the 4Gen Network. And the passion of my life is to see fully trained disciples who make disciples, who make disciples for generations, so that we can each take our place as the edge of God's mission. And that's what I want to do. And that's what I've given my life to. And uh, we have served in uh, pastors from over 100 countries of the world run over 350 conferences around the world and training centers around the world. And God's just done amazing, amazing things through uh, Forge Network and uh, our sponsors and team and our, our uh, board. Awesome. Anything else? Oh, all right. Well, tell it, tell us. Oh yeah. Welcome to the show. Oh, uh, thank you. So uh, thank you, GJ. I should have said that when I first yeah. Yeah. Uh, What is your manners? Where's your manners, bro? No, you're just big leaguing me. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> hey, I think you did that on his show. <laughs> Maybe. It's the same thing. Well, we are happy to have you. And uh, if you could tell us one thing about the ministry that you are most excited about that you're a part of, what would it be? Uh, I think it's just the uh, the ability to reach to unreached people groups and multiply there. About a third of our world is what we call unreached. Being no church, no Bible in their language, no Christian witness. And the pastors we train across Africa, India, uh, Central and South America specifically influence those regions. And so I'm super excited about seeing the gospel go into remote places in India and all throughout West Africa and just see uh, people who are in 100% Muslim village or 100% Hindu village or Buddhist village have somebody go in who's trained to make a disciple through relational. Uh, contact and service and watch the gospel explode there. We've probably seen 25 million people influenced with the gospel in the last 12 years. We reach our 12-year birthday in January. So, Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. We're going to get right into it. We got some birth news. And GJ, where was I, where was I last week? Yeah, I was wondering because we never really talked about what happened after you were playing volleyball by the volcano in Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> so we talked about it last week a little bit, I think. But 
the world's largest active volcano erupted while I was in Kauai, like two days after I arrived, three days after I arrived, uh, this volcano <laughs> goes off in, uh, in Mauna Loa. So on the big island, Mauna Loa just starts erupting and it's still erupting from what I understand. And here's a little shot of it down here, I think. Yeah, there's like a, a little Twitter video for us. But I mean, that it lit up the sky in the distance. Then a little, a little known volcano in Indonesia also erupts. Did you see this one? I think you posted this one, didn't you, GJ? Actually, I did. And how I got tipped off on it was uh, one of our roving reporters, Mama Reynolds. Come on, Mama Reynolds. Come on. Another one. I mean, you know, we talk about signs all the time. And I, and I know Lunar's going to talk, you know, in some of his message today is there's signs everywhere. And, and this is another sign. I mean, you got the world's largest one that goes off while Dan was there. And by the way, you've, you've got to witness two volcanoes in the last year. Yes, that's true. <laughs> one was in Iceland and one was in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so this one went off in Indonesia. The rate that these are happening and then on earthquakes, that's happening. I mean, another thing that's happening on earthquakes. And before I go there, take it away. Now, when I was in Kauai last week, I was like, man, I actually really. When I was in Kauai and you weren't, GJ. <laughs> yeah, let me rub it in a little bit more. Well, we were in Kauai last week, and I went out on a helicopter ride. You did what? I went on a helicopter ride. Wow. I did. I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, you were the one that told me to go. And <laughs> I went, and you pressed, and you pressed. And I was like, okay, fine, GJ, I'll go. I was curious about what was going to, what, what Kauai, the island, was made of. So, right, so I'm, I'm like, I took this little ride up in the, in the helicopter. And I just want to give you a little shot here of what we're looking at. So here's Kauai. Down here in this part right here, this is where I was actually staying. This is called Poipu Beach area. It's the southern part in a little town called Kaloa. Great little place. And we had a blast while we were there. But I did find out that Kauai is one big volcano. <laughs> yeah. it's, it is one. And, and they said the last time it erupted was about 1.3 million years ago. And all I kept thinking was, I hope it's not due <laughs> when I'm there. But I was like, I want to see from when I was up there, I was like, I'm going to take some video of the sky. And you can see these ridges, which all kind of come out. And when you take a look and you go this direction, do you see, do you happen to notice something interesting about that whole area right there to the right? Do you happen to notice it's this one big crater? <laughs> Did you have this? I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. Not sure if you can see it too well, but. The highest point in Kauai is the volcano, and it's also the wettest place on Earth. 450 inches of rain every year. But yeah, this is a, this is a massive volcano. That's how this came to be. So why do we talk about volcanoes, GJ? Leonard, step in anytime you want to say anything about this, by the way. Why do we talk about volcanoes, earthquakes, all that crazy stuff? And then, GJ, tell us about your, what your mom sent us. Well, God says the Earth, he's going to give us signs. And Earth is one of the ways, and, you know, if you go back to the time of Noah, I mean, he gave us a sign, the flood. So there's all these different signs. And what's happening, you know, volcanoes have continued to go, you know, erupt you know, all through time. What's significant from our perspective is that the number of them that are starting to erupt that haven't erupted in a long, long time, like the one there in Hawaii, and... It's like God's shaking. 
So as God has given us the signs, he's shaking and he's saying, look, pay attention, look to me, look to me. And, and then with earthquakes, and this is uh, some, some information my mom sent me. So since 1900, there have been 10,000 strong earthquakes of 6.0 or greater. In 2017, there was 242. In 2018, 491. 686 in 2020. 938 in 2021. Can you see the trend? And so far, in the first five months to, to the end of May, there's been 570. And they're expecting that it will surpass 938 6.0 earthquakes or above by the end of this year. I mean, obviously, we've got a couple months. But the, the reporting was only up to in a May. So there's a trend going up. Again, the shaking. The shaking continues. And if you go to the Bible, God says there will be shaking. There will be perilous times. There will be signs. You know, on earth, there will be signs in the sky. That's why we talk about everything that's happening, you know, you know, in the sky with asteroids and planets and blood moons. And, you know, we believe those are all signs. And, and if you just take a step back and look at the frequency, it's getting closer and closer and closer, which means we believe we're in the two-minute warning of closer and closer and closer before Jesus returns. Yeah. And about a month ago, there was a meteorite, apparently, that had cut through the sky and hit a home in Northern California. Oh. I was just reading about in it Lincoln? yesterday. Lincoln? Not in Lincoln, thankfully, but but there was a home that did go up in flames what was it, two days ago, on Sunday night, a home up in Northern California went up in flames and the guy actually said, now it hasn't been proven and the firefighters are saying, no, that's probably not the case. But he said that it just all of a sudden just erupted in flames and that some people that were passing by said they saw something come out of the sky. So I'm like, that's really interesting. And that wasn't Lincoln, by the way. So yeah, that's just pretty crazy stuff. So we're going to look for those things in the sun, moon and stars. And uh, man, I've got some other video I could possibly show you, but uh, I'll save you. I'll save you the uh, the film reel from my Kauai trip. I'll show you, show you the time. So moving on to wars, rumors of wars, we only have really one thing to share. We can share you know, anything else you guys have too. But interestingly enough, this sucker shows up. And GJ, I think we both posted about this, but we both didn't know we posted about it. You were in the army, although this is Air Force. Tell us about this. What in the world is this, and why is it amazing? By the way, I'm wearing a, a camo vest, so I don't know if you can see me because I'm camouflaged. Mm. That was a joke. Where did GJ go? I don't see him. I'm right here. Right here. See you, <laughs> Spirit only. So this is the newest. It's called the sixth generation aircraft in, for the military, and this is the B-21 Raider. You know, so you can go, Northrop Grumman, uh, um, you know, built it, and uh, same way it was unveiled in the last week. So I don't really have much more another. You can go check it out. It's pretty impressive. And, again, technology continues to progress. Aircraft is continuing to progress. The uh, distance that these aircraft can, can go, it's pretty amazing at what they can do in the amount of ammo or equipment or whatever what they can handle is uh, pretty amazing and it just continues to develop. So when we talk about wars and rumors war, it's amazing what can happen, you know, just like that anywhere in the world. Yeah. I think for me, what it comes down to is, is that we've been talking about all the posturing going on between China, Russia, 
North Korea. And of course, North Korea has been shooting up intercontinental ballistic missiles for tests. And then China and Russia both came out with some tests of some hypersonic missiles. And so I was asking myself, why in the world would we present this? Why would we make this news? Why wouldn't we keep this silent and just then take it out? And the only thing I could think of is, is that we're already into the seventh generation. And now they're just starting to show the sixth generation. And so for me, it's another way of saying, hey, we're going to be posturing here. I was just reading in Daniel last week, and I think I sent it over to you, GJ, but in Daniel, it actually talks about this king from the north, and it it goes through all this end time stuff in Daniel chapter 11 and 12. And it says a king from north came down, was really harassing Israel. We won't get into all the details of that. But that, that king from the north was threatened by warships on the western coastlands. And I thought, this is probably the closest you can come to showing that the United States actually exists in the, in the Old Testament scriptures. I just thought it was absolutely amazing. We'll have to talk about that in another show, but wars and rumors of wars. Leonard, any, any comments on what we're talking about for wars and rumors of wars? What are some of the things you've experienced maybe in other countries where you've done discipleship programs? I think that uh, the, the wars and the rumors of wars, first of all, on this, this is the first time in 30 some odd years that we've actually introduced something new uh, as a military in terms of this type of uh, radar busting ship kind of jet. And so I just think it shows that there's always something behind the scenes going on. And I think you allude to that, that there's probably a seventh generation already been working on. It just shows that something's always happening. And when I'm in other countries, it's very interesting how how the division of, you know, in our country, we divide each other, but in other countries, the news is dividing the, many of the uh, West African, the news is dividing the rest of the world from the U.S. And so the, the news reports you hear, we were in uh, Nigeria and uh, they had Al Jazeera on and, and everything I listened to that my, my pastor friend was sitting there and he kept groaning as though it was all true. And I said, you know, most of that report is not true about what's happening in the United States. And he said, it's not. And I said, no, no. And I went through a list of things. And there's a there's a big push. You know, nation will rise against nation. There is a big push amongst the news media to make nations hate nations. Uh, and that's happening uh, everywhere I travel. You see it in India. We were in North India where. They're just right on the border of China. I mean, you could literally look across the lake and we see China and the whole posturing of India and China, India and Pakistan, India and Afghanistan. All of those things have taken place in such a way that you couldn't help but have wars, wars and rumors of war. You know, and sometimes I think that while war is terrible, it's the rumors of war that destroy the heart and soul of people. Absolutely. It breeds fear. And that's one of the things that we know are going to be completely there in the end times is that fear that tries to crush people into submission. Well, make enemies out of people who bear the image of God who haven't done anything yet. Exactly. Here we have uh, have got a couple of videos we want to pop up on the screen for you. And kind of leading into the leading up to the tribulation phase of the show. But uh, GJ, I think you posted this one and this particular video is about a minute and a half. We don't have to play the whole thing, but let's just kind of start it off and let Mr. Uh, World Economic Forum himself (laughs) 
share a little bit of to us, and then we'll then we'll chat about it from our responses. Nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated. It changes you if you take the genetic editing. It's you who are changed. The integration of those just think of sensors planted into our brains. The opportunities are immense. The frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, the COVID-19 crisis would be seen as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. In fact, because uh, it's a very important step to create the physical pain for digitalization. I'm not sure we have to hear so much more from him, but what what are some of our responses, GJ? Why did you post this for us? Well, the reason I posted it is again, there's there there's an underlying agenda that's going on by elitists and most, if not all, are Satanists. You know, and uh, you know, if somebody's not, then hey, I apologize. But a lot of them, they serve the Almighty Satan, uh, who's not as mighty as Jesus. So they, they have this agenda to to control. They want to change people's personalities. They want to change the DNA. They want to be able to control them and harness them and or get rid of them. And this is happening right up front and center. And then I watched another um, documentary this week. And um, one of the things that was brought up was about, was about uh, Satanism in Hollywood. And one of the things that when they spur bail or satan that one of the things they have to do at some point they have to go public and show that so this guy here klaus is actually i mean he's laying out he's laying the plan out he's laying it clearly out in plain sight and as we've shared over and over they used to hide it and it, you know once in a while you get a little snippet or there'd be something in the background that might flash or there'd be something there that there's there's some symbolism i mean it's an all-out blitz and satan of course is knows that his time is, is is ending and so there's this push for him and now he's got people who who serve him that are out there doing what they got to do on a, on a global scale and it's happening it's tied to technology it's tied to the medical industry it's tied to the financial everything that we use on a daily basis around the globe and and as you alluded is when jesus comes and all these people are, are taking to heaven, they have to explain it, and then they have to be able to control and minimize the fallout. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Any thoughts on there, Leonard? Before we move on to this next video, uh, yeah, real quick the um, the allure of Satan is power. It's always power. When he tempted Adam and Eve, he tempted them with power, God's power, and he said, "You can have it." And so, when I travel around the world where there's economic loss or lack, the power has seeped its way into the faith world by promising something, a richness that maybe God doesn't offer you or wealth that God doesn't offer you. But when I'm traveling around, I often see uh, people who are possessed by demons, people who are possessed, you know, I mean, literal fall on the ground, curse and scream stuff. And they asked me, do I see that in my country as much? And I said, no, because the power that Satan offers our, our culture is in wealth and in uh, material. And so I said, demonic influence in our culture shows itself in greed. It shows itself in sensuality. 
And then it shows itself in the gossip because gossip is power. I use gossip to control the narrative. And so it's hard to watch any news today that isn't gossip. You know, it used to be, hey, it's going to be so-and-so did this thing. Now so-and-so might have done this thing, but they probably had these reasons and these motives and they were trying to do this. And and I think that, um, you know, the, the, the hunger for power is probably going to be one of the precursors to the tribulation because it's a battle for who wins and who who has power and who has might. And that that is, uh, that's absolutely demonic. Yeah. I appreciate those thoughts. So moving on real quick to this video, this is, this. I'm not sure who this gentleman is, but this was a broadcast that was posted on TikTok. Somebody found this from the archives. And this guy is talking about a new world order. I just want to hear the first few seconds of this video because I thought, and Gigi, I know you post this one too. So definitely share with us your thoughts after we play these first few seconds. The New World Order really consists of three aspects. There is a new world political system that everyone today is calling the New World Order, as well as that there is an economic plan for the New World Order, and that is called the New World Economic Order. Uh, in addition to those two items, there is a third plan for religion. You see, uh, the planners of the world know that men need a religion of some kind, even if it's a false one. So they have a plan to give us a new age, world, global, occultic religion. So really, there's, there's three aspects to this new world order. A new world economic order in which a computer chip will be injected into our hands or foreheads as a means to track, control, and identify us, and will also be used to uh, make our purchases and scan us. So they've, they've already put the... Pro so before you don't have to, we can... We can post that in the chat a little bit later if you'd like, but GJ. Well, I think you said it very eloquently. There's three things that the elitist, the New World War is attempting to do, which is really, really a push by Satan. And this video was done in, I believe, in the early 90s. So, I mean, they were laying it out. Now we're seeing, we're seeing it front and center. I'm not sure. It's it's interesting. I'm not sure if you can hear it or not, GJ, but we got that static again. As soon as we start talking about this, Leonard, you, you'll. this has been interesting. For the last several months, whenever we get to a certain point in the show where we talk about something that we know we're over the target, there's mm -hmm. some issue with technology that has happened live and whether it's static or echoes or something like that. And so we just pray against that in Jesus' name. And we know some people have actually reached out to us on, on the chat and actually have said, hey, we're hearing some fuzz and all that. We'll pray that through. And um, but any other thoughts? He sums up everything he said. Those three uh, uh, tenets of uh, new world order: power, power, and power. Economic, religion. You know, it's and I think that that's that's the battle we see raging full speed right now in our culture. Is uh, who who's gonna who's gonna have power, and how is it going to be used? which boils down to the life of Jesus and how he used power. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have uh, kind of moving on to things that make you go, mm. there, then some of the next few things we're going to talk about are going to be really, really heavy. So we're just going to give, just give a warning to anybody that's watching and listening that may have kids in the room. We want you to be mindful of that. Just kind of give a little heads up. But the first thing we're going to talk about, and I know GJ posted this, hopefully the static will go away so we can talk about this effectively, but Disney posted or put a video up on, I, I can't remember where it was or whether it was, yeah, and it was called the Santa Closet. 
And so I just kind of want to just, I'm just going to let it speak for itself. Okay. That's all I'm going to do. Let it speak for itself. Any, uh, okay. So let me just say this because I just, I did hear a little static coming from GJ. So, and mainly it may be me, but yeah, come against that in Jesus name. But you can probably write this up to the kid making a mistake. I just don't think it was a mistake. I think it was meant to look like one, but in my opinion, it was definitely put out there. Whoever had control over this spiritually, millions of kids saw this. And it's just another flash into somebody's brain to try to convince and show that, oh no, Satan's not all that bad. And by the way, let's just put it into a Christmas special. Thoughts? Oh man, I didn't see that. I didn't watch any of those, but uh, so this is the first time I'm seeing it. But I'm a little bit shocked that somebody uh, who gets paid a lot of money didn't even catch it or care to catch it. Uh, that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Kind of moving on. Last last week, uh, I was I sent this over to GJ, and I thought, man, this is crazy. This is definitely a find that we need to pop onto the show. So I'm just going to go ahead and share the screen, and I'm going to walk everybody through this. So last last week or the week two weeks ago, we talked about Balenciaga. And for those of you who are not aware that may not know this, Balenciaga put out an ad and it's been talked about all over the news and media, mainly not national media or mainstream media, but all these other channels that we've been talking about. And Balenciaga came out with this ad where there were children in it and the children were carrying and holding bears that were dressed in sadomasochistic outfits. And so there was an uproar all over the internet about it. And there's been a lot of research that's been going on into this company, Balenciaga. And the woman that is actually the person in charge of these marketing marketing practices. So her name is Lada Volovka. And she, if you've looked at, I'm not going to post some of those pictures because they are pretty disturbing and I don't want to necessarily bring credence to it. But I saw somebody post a video on Instagram and I thought, let me just show everybody. So that they know that it's just not me. This is Google Translate, okay? This is Google Translate. And if you translate, if you take apart the word Balenciaga, and actually in one of those on one of those uh, videos or one of those marketing campaign tools, there's a thing of caution tape. And on the caution tape, Balenciaga is spelled B-A-A-L. Well, that's Baal, who is the God that, as a matter of fact, I'm reading right now in Hosea and in Joel, that Baal was one of the reasons why God was going to cast Israel out of his sight because they were offering their children for sacrifices. And there's a whole history around that. But if we break apart Balenciaga and we put in Baal and then we put in NC and we put in Aga, what does that say? Anybody got any thoughts? There's an erosion is cyclical in our culture and it's an erosion of trust and bodies of like church erosion in uh, uh, faith, organizations, religious institutions. It's a very, very serious erosion. And that's what gives these things a door. And what we've done is anybody who has uh, has said, I'm going to keep eye on the gate for this erosion of where that door is, has been branded as as crazy or uh, bigoted or uh, just uh, hateful hate speech. So hate speech is now is anybody who stands at that door and and watches what comes in and out. And uh, here's that picture I was sharing or talking about where the caution tape is in this scene. You can see that down here 
the bear is in sadomasochistic gear and he's got this connection with a with a leash. And down here, there's the caution tape that says bail in an Enciaga. So this is, and this, I was actually listening to one of the newscasters talk about this. This is not an accident. These things are placed here on purpose. This is actually throwing it in your face of the fact that Balenciaga is actually, and even just saying the name just, just makes me upset. But there's also another clip from a show called American Horror Story. And I found the clip and I wanted to play it for everyone um, just to kind of give you all a heads up. This is a little disturbing and I don't want to offend anyone necessarily, but I think it's important for us to be able to see these things. So I'm just going to pop this up on the screen. I'm going to play it and I'm going to kind of stop it at the place where, you, well, you'll see. And that's where I'll leave it. This, this, is, this, is, this is where we're living right now. And I was actually talking to a friend of mine last night, just kind of to give a little bit of a credence to this. And we were talking, he was just asking, hey, what do you do when you go do the show? And, and he's a good friend of GJ's and mine. His name's Devin. And we were just, he was, he's here for the night and just kind of talking through what, what we're doing for the show and how we're doing it. And I'm going through some of the news pieces we were going to talk about. And I was showing him this and he, he just had no clue that this was going on as to the extent it was not that he wasn't, he just wasn't focused on it because he's been trying, he's been working a lot traveling and he hasn't really had a chance to focus on it. But the more and more you look into these things, the more and more you realize there is a plan the enemy has and there's a reason why he's doing what he's doing. And I'm just going to also too, before we kind of pass this over to you, Leonard, for a message to talk to us about the six movements and, and Gigi, I'm not sure maybe if you can try this, if you've already tried it, but maybe hop out of the studio and then hop back in again. It might actually fix the static. But I've been noticing in the last couple of weeks and months, there's been so much put out on the screen, the big screen, on a television about these multiverses, the multiple universes. So we're just a whole new word out called the multiverse, not metaverse. That's the whole thing with Facebook, but the multiverse. And I just wanted to show you, this is actually something that was popped in the Business Insider for reviews. And I was watching this particular movie on an airplane just because I was really curious about it. But this one's called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And it's about people that can bounce between multiple universes. There's a couple other ones that are on here that are down here. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was another one. There are also cartoons that are out there that are doing this. There's Doctor Who and how they bounce around. There's all the Marvel universe things. There's also DC Comics that's now starting to go into the multiple ver universes. Star Trek from Paramount Plus. You've got this one we've already talked about and just one more down here. There's one called Sliding Doors. So there's multiple, and this is back in 1998, multiple, multiple movies and shows on TV and the big screen that are now talking about these multiple universes. Well, I mean, my, my thought on this is, and you guys can speak to this, and I ask you to speak to this, and then Leonard, we'll give, we'll let GJ kind of respond to that and then Leonard will toss it over to you to start doing the, to do the message kind of leads into this. But my thought is, is, you know, the rapture is going to happen. And GJ and I both believe it's going to happen before the tribulation, but we're not here to argue about that. That's what we believe. But no matter what you believe, as long as you're ready for when that happens, that's what's the most important thing. But I believe when that rapture happens, that 
this will be a way that the enemy tries to desensitize everybody else that's left behind saying, hey, it's okay, it's okay. They just went to a different universe. They just went to a different, multiple, one of the multiple verses that are out there. They're still alive. Don't worry about it. Everything's okay. This is going to be a way to try to explain away what Jesus is trying to accomplish. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Gigi, I'm glad you're back without static, man. I miss your voice. <laughs> Hopefully you'll record that. Uh, <laughs> <It's recorded. laughs> a couple of things as you're scrolling through that with those different shows and movies. If you looked at who produced those, you know, all these different shows and movies, there's definitely a high level of satanic involvement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for, for bringing that to front and center. Um, yeah, there's a high level of satanic involvement within these companies. And, you know, my wife and I had this conversation and I brought up one way is Christians should stand up and cancel these things that have now become mainstream. It's like, oh, that's just not real or, you know, it's not that big a deal. And as Leonard said, is that it's it's a it's a it's opening the door. It's opening up a gate that is really allowing the evilness to come in. And and uh, I know I've talked about this uh, on past shows, you, you know, probably a year ago is, you know, I'm surrounded by a lot of books and I had some new age books that were given to me and they weren't given to me. You know, I, I, they were just, Hey, they knew I collected books. I were getting rid of books. They gave them to me. There was no agenda. However, I started realizing some of these books has satanic ties. If you really got down into it and I'm like, okay, they're right in front of me right next to me and uh there were several times i felt like i was under spiritual attack and i know i'm, I'm deviating the thing about it is they're usually utilizing all this information to explain when all the people are you know all of a sudden gone and that's going to happen the one thing though is like uh my my brother had has somebody i, I mean i actually went to school with a couple years younger than me he fell and almost died last week and he got life flighted to a hospital here in Lincoln. And I went and saw him. And, you know, I talk, was saying he's like the miracle man. And he was like, yeah, I mean, he didn't wake up that day thinking he was going to fall, you know, nine feet and land on his head. You just never know when you're going to go, when it's your day. So we can plan for the Jesus return, but you may not live that long. And there's people going to die today. Where are you in your walk with Jesus? What is your relationship with Jesus? We'll talk more about that. So I could go on and on on this whole topic, but if you look at it pretty deep, there's a lot of Satan uh, stuff going on with all these different companies, and we should stop watching it. We should stop paying for it. We should stop on a, on a whole scale. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Let it over to you. Go for it. All right. Well, uh, I love being here, you guys. Thank you for letting me uh, join you. I grew up in the church. I uh, was almost born in one. I spent my entire life uh, in church. And if you were in church in the 60s, uh, there were all kinds of books out about the return of Christ in the 70s. And then if you were in the church in the 70s, there was all kinds of books out about the return of Christ in the 80s. And it's been going on that way ever since. And there's still books coming out. There's uh, We were encouraged to read them all. We were encouraged to see all the charts and the graphs. And and uh, I think I said on my show with you guys that that uh, they they literally had a formula whereby certain people were for sure the Antichrist, mathematical numbers. I actually worked out a formula that uh, gave my brother the number 666, and he didn't like that. But And then uh, my, my journey into training pastors and leaders around the world who are 
very, very prone to to sensationalism. Not that we need it when you read the book of Revelation and when you see what, what the scriptures say about the return of Christ. We don't need to sensationalize it. It's already sensational. But they're prone to that and they're prone to looking under every rock for something. And I would love to tell you that most of the time it is it is uh, out of a deep hunger for God, but really it's out of an accumulation of power. Uh, I know something you don't know. I, and, and so I look back at my history and I see a lot of that. I know things that you don't know, and I'm going to scare you because if I have the information that scares you, then I also have the information that makes you happy. There is a, uh, an accumulation of power through knowledge. In the journey, and so I thought, well, how can I how can I present an end times teaching without all the charts and graphs, without all the the different movements of well, he's coming on Thursday, no Friday. Here's the Antichrist. He comes from here. What is the what is the dragon that comes out of the sea? Who is or the beast? And you know who's the whore of Babylon and and such and such. And and while I think there's amazing scholars out there who've done great work on that, that's not my role. And so as I studied the book of Revelation, I came up with an illustration and six movements that give us a filter by which we can read it in a healthy way. Because the promise is, whoever reads these words is going to get a blessing if you understand them. And so uh, I was teaching this first time. I, I taught it in, uh, in Nigeria. And I was saying to the pastors, I said, imagine for just a minute that your president walked through those doors right now. And some of you would be going, well, wait a minute, he's, he's against us. And so you might rise up and think, this is my chance. This is my chance to do something. Others of you are going to say, wait, he's from my village or from my people. Let's listen to what he has to say. Uh, some of you are going to say, cry out against him, some cry out for him. Because when power enters the room, the room changes automatically. It doesn't, it's not a strategic change. It's a natural change. And so the book of Revelation starts off with this thought. It says that, uh, that, that uh, the one who is, was, and is to come is basically the ruler who is dead. Now he lives. He's the ruler of all the kings of the earth. And he stands to make, a, he stands to make an announcement. Power has entered into the scripture uniquely, much like the birth of Christ, much like the resurrection. Revelation gives us that picture that the one whose hair is white and woolly, one who's dead now lives, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, uh, whose feet are bronze of fire, who has a gold ribbon, whose uh, tongue is a sword, that one, that one is standing. And he's got something to say. And so uh, we pause there and we look at that because that's what happens when power stands. And so when Jesus stands through the book of Revelation and says, I am going to do something. I'm here now. I have a message. There's six movements that take place. And I think it's important for us, if we're going to teach Revelation, and I think we should, that maybe we should understand how, how the powerful one's standing influences the entire rest of the book. And so the first movement we see when the powerful one stands, when Jesus stands, is that the church gets clarity like never before. And so the first three chapters are, the next few chapters are, are letters to the church. They're letters to say, here's what I have against you. Here's what I want you to remember. Here's how I want you to relate to me. Here's what I love about you. Here's what I'm frustrated with. Here's what I've given you. Here's what I'm going to take from you. And the church begins to get clarity. 
I think we're starting to see in some places the church is clear as mud. But in other places, the church is starting to get clarity to say, this is our mission. We're here to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples for the glory of God and the honor of God. That's what we're about. And when the church gets that clarity, something unique happens in the world. And so that leads us to the second movement. So the first movement is the church gets clarity when the Son of God stands. The second movement uh, happens that worship begins to take on an, an intensity that we've never seen before. And so you go to chapter four and it says, worthy, worthy, worthy are you because you created everything. And our worship no longer takes place because we have a good feeling about God, but because we understand that he's the creator. He's the dynamic creator. And then chapter five says, we worthy, worthy, worthy are you because you are also the redeemer. Those two themes of creator and redeemer literally run from Genesis to Revelation. And that is the framework upon which we relate to God because it is the first two ways God introduces himself in scripture. I'm the creator. In the beginning, God says, hey, I'm God and I make stuff. Watch. And he creates everything. And then when Adam and Eve sin, he says, by the way, I'm the same God who makes stuff as the God who redeems. And the woman's seed will crush the serpent's head. And all worship comes out, all worship intensifies out of those identities of God, the creator and the redeemer. And so when that worship intensifies, it allows us to worship through sacrifice. So for the rest of the book of Revelation, what happens to the believers in Christ? They say, you are worthy and we'll give our life for you. You are worthy. We'll do everything we can for your kingdom and for the king himself. And so the first movement we see is the church gets clarity. The second movement we see is that worship intensifies. The third movement we see is that evil fights harder. Uh, Satan is, is starting to read the, the writing on the wall, and he's going, if I don't throw everything I got right now at the people of God and at God himself, this is my last chance. And so a beast rises out of the sea. Christians are slain. Evil begins to permeate so much so that, and, and it, it feels like it's successful because it says again and again in the book of Revelation, and even then they wouldn't repent. Everything falls apart, all hell breaks loose, and even still, people ignored God. Even still. And, and so the logic that we use in the evangelical world for outcome doesn't work. It's got to be centered in Jesus himself who he is. And so the third movement is evil fights harder. The fourth movement is that, is that justice prevails. God says, I'm going to make things right. Uh, I am going to, justice will prevail. I was teaching this in India, in North India, in a little room, and I got to the part where I said, justice will prevail. And these are deeply persecuted people where I was teaching it, and they all started weeping. Mm. They said, oh, Please, Lord Jesus, let justice prevail, because these are people who have been treated unjustly for the cause of Christ. And every one of them, when we were done, said, please tell everyone that he's worth it. That's worship. He's worthy of living in an unjust world to live justly in an unjust world on our part. Mm -hmm. And so the fourth movement is justice prevails. The fifth movement is that God wins. And he basically says, I'm going to take Satan and I'm going to toss him in a lake. I'm going to win. There is no doubt in the battle. Uh, and no time is it in question. There's no 
There's no force that rises up against God that God is unprepared for. There's no force that rises up against God that God says, whoa, I didn't see that coming. God prevails. God wins. And, and he's, it's a victory that was established already at the cross and the resurrection. And now he exercises the strength and might to allow that victory to take place in a final battle. And we see that happen. And then finally, the last movement is that uh, life is God intended. And it says in Revelation, it says, and I saw a city coming down from heaven and it was a city uh, and it was God made. And, and it says, and there, there was no more death, no more crying, no more sea. The old order is gone. I make all things new. And at one point in time in, that, in those sentences, he literally tells John, who's probably got his jaw dropped to his knees, John, write this down. So amazing that John is taking in. He stopped writing. He just had to see it. And he says, John, write this down because it's true. And then he says, and I'm going to wipe every tear from your eye. And I will make all things new. And as it was in the beginning in the garden, it will be in the city in the end. That they, we will be his people. He will be our God. And so if you're listening today, one of the things that I, I just want to say to you is that God says, I make all things new. And to the brokenhearted, the, the person who says, my decisions have wrecked my life, God says, I make that new. To the one who says, God, I, I have rejected you. He says, I can make new your life. And if anybody is in Christ, he's a new creation. And the way that we become made new and live into this newness is that we just need to pause and say, God, I want to admit to you that I've broken your rules. I have sinned. I have, de- I have not listened to you as I should. Uh, and my life is a mess because of it. And God, I want to ask you to forgive me. Would you take and I want to put all that sin at the foot of the cross where you paid the penalty of sin for me. And I want you to forgive me. And when we do, I want you to come into my life and become my savior, my Lord, my friend, and I'll follow you. And when we do that very thing, God says yes to that. And he says, now you are becoming, you're taking steps in the direction that I have been putting creation since it broke to make it new by making you new. And someday we will live in that harmony where God says, that's exactly how I intended it to be. Uh, I'm going to turn it back to you guys so you can follow up with your uh, listeners, anything you want to say to them. But those are the six movements. The church gets clarity. Worship intensifies. Evil fights harder. Uh, justice prevails. God wins. And life is God intended. If you read the book of Revelation, you'll see those six movements. It'll actually bring more clarity to the beast and everything else that you read. Excellent. Thank you so much, Leonard. JJ, I'm going to toss it over to you to close us out. Uh, what is Pop Reynolds? Anything Pop Reynolds got to say? Because Pop, Whoa. by the way, you need to tell every, you need to tell Leonard what what it's what's going on with Pop Reynolds and why we always talk about him. When we first started the show, my mom and dad we we joked around that they were the only two people watching us live. <laughs> um, and what we didn't know, I knew my dad had a timeline anyway he's since passed away and to go go see jesus and he was a huge note taker on everything that he did and uh, so this is his bible so he had three bibles and there's three kids and i'm the oldest and so he's got a bible i don't know about the other two bibles but i know this one it's got a lot of notes 
And most of these notes were from the 80s and early 90s. And as you were talking, so he wrote at the top, uh, repentance opens our life to God's involvement. So basically, repentance opens up for God's involvement. So unrepentance opens up for demonic involvement. So, I mean, just everything you were saying, those six, those six points really break it down to most people can understand that. And that's what this is all about. And we're seeing it firsthand as you were talking about evil fights harder. Well, we're seeing it. I mean, a lot of what we talked about today was the evil right front and center. We know God wins. So my question is, are you going to win with God? And are you going to give your life to Jesus? And those that know Jesus, are you going to recommit? Because right now we need to join forces more so than ever before. Come come to being in the word, being in prayer. Prayer is our number one weapon against evil. And so being in the word, being in prayer, being around people that are of like mind. And uh, sometimes those people aren't around us. And sometimes those people that aren't around us are our closest or our family. And you say, well, what do I do? You got to pray for them. God will reach out to them. And so I just pray. And I have family members that I pray for on a regular basis that they come closer to Jesus or they get to know Jesus. And if you want peace in your life, Jesus is the way. And there's the allure of all these things. And as uh, Leonard had said, you know, power, power, power. Well, I want God's power. I want Jesus' power. I want him to be out in front of me. And as in Deuteronomy 31, 6, you know, God is out. Be courageous and, and allow God to be out front because he's out front. And a lot of times we try to be out front of God. It's like, hey, come join us. We need to be following God. And uh, so to me, you've got two options. You know, you can do nothing and you can end up in hell or you can, you know, you can give your life to Jesus and you can spend eternity in heaven. And Leonard discussed a little bit about some of those beautiful, beautiful things that we will get to experience when we're in heaven. And uh, a lot of people right now, I know you're struggling. I know we, we have a global ministry around the world and, you know, economic issues and political issues and medical issues. I mean, all these things that are going around in the world. How What I do know, one thing that is constant is God is a God of grace. God is a God of love. And God will forgive you no matter what. And God will start you down a new path for what it is for you to live in purpose with him. It's not always an easy path. I know the three of us can go on and on about, hey, it's not always easy. What I know, in spite of all the stuff that's going on and all the things that we bring to you every week, there's a sense of peace because then no matter what, I know God is in control and I just got to be obedient and do my part. So if you're listening right now or you're watching right now, God is knocking on your door saying, be obedient and turn your turn away from your sin and turn to me, turn to me as in Jesus. So I'm going to lead everybody in a prayer. So Father, we come to you. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, so that we could have everlasting life, so that we could be forgiven of our sins. So I recognize that Jesus is the only way to you, the Father. I ask for forgiveness and any sins that I've committed. I, I I recognize that you're the only way. So again, I recognize Jesus as our Lord and Savior. He is the only way to you, the Father. I ask for forgiveness of any sins. I pray that help me turn away from any sin 
or any struggles and put me on a new path. I pray for the continued grace and cleansing of my heart. And I ask you to to come into my heart so that I can follow you and be obedient. Again, Lord, we thank you for everything that you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallelujah. I don't do falsetto. Sorry, guys. Do your bass. Do your bass. Hallelujah. Amen. I feel like I'm back in church. (laughs) (laughs) So for everyone that's watching and hung in there with us, uh, and we're going to be posting this, boosting this, it's going to go through all throughout the world. We are on many other different platforms that will be up within the next 48 hours. So you can find us on True Social. You can find us on Liftable.tv, which is endtimes.chat as well. Actually, no, we changed that. So Liftable.tv, we're on their subscription channel. Uh, Endtimes.chat. Yeah, with the program, Dan. Come on, man. Uh, we're on Twitter now. Believe it or not, we're back on Twitter. Come on. Oh. We are oh. on Rumble. We're on all these different platforms. Just go check us out, endtimes.chat. And don't forget to check out Leonard Lee at leonardlee.com. Find out more about what he does and how you can be involved with that. Leonard, thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate you too. Can't wait to have you on again one time, sometime soon. And we always like to have our guests back, especially when they don't like you did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Anyway, God bless everybody. We will see you next week and we will see you uh, when we see you. If the rapture happens, we'll see you in the sky. Hopefully. That's for sure. Amen. All right, guys. Take care. Peace out. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.